It's low standards and words. Thursday, December 22nd, 8.38. Time broadcast is just outside of Detroit Rock City. How's it going, El Carpe? Hey, how's my boy, Eric? Ah, I'm doing all right. What are you spinning over there? Well, it's a casual night, right? It's what's on the relaxing playlist. Getting ready for the holiday. Yeah. Yeah. I I pulled some drops for uh, holiday stuff that you'll probably recognize some of. All right. Little shaky graves. There's little shaky graves. Oh, roll the bones. Do tell. Uh, a couple years ago, I just, I found it's something great to play in the background while I'm cooking. I just dig it. Yeah. Right? Um, and that's kind of what I was thinking of is what do I like to, because I, I find cooking to be relaxing. It's cathartic. It's oh, like, therapeutic. Yeah, that's the word, therapeutic. Um, yeah. And so I was thinking, you know, what songs do I like to play while I'm cooking? And this one jumped out at me as the first one, and it makes her a great introduction to the, the whole show anyway, because that guitar is just phenomenal. I just love it. Yeah, this is one of the songs that you just, you can't, you can't get tired of. Yeah. You know? He, um, he really is just a very talented young man. And he's just a good guy, too. I've seen a lot of his interviews. He's just yeah. a, just a straight-up good kid, I think. You know, he's just a regular guy, but, you know. Yeah. I say Well, kid. you went and saw him in concert. Yeah, I did. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> how was uh, – tell us a little about the concert. Can you elaborate a little bit? Well, I took my youngest with me, and that kid yeah. loved it. thought it was just – and it's hard to, to read that one. Right, right. Uh, sometimes in like new situations, they don't, uh, they're calm in their expressions. Yeah, so, yeah, taking it all so, in. Yeah, exactly. And I could see that they were taking it all in. I'm looking at him like, this kid's getting a kick out of this. And then he did a version of um, Kiss the Girl from one of the Disney uh, movies. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm like, oh my God, they're doing it. Buddy, you got to see this. You got to see this. He's doing it. He's doing it. And the kid's face just lit up, like, "Oh my God, this is so fun!" So it was, you know, it was a good time. It was good to be with my kiddo and see a show. But the other part of it is, I just really dig the music. No, I hear you. I hear you. I don't know enough about him, but um, everything I've heard from him, I really like. Yeah. So um, I'm not gonna play the whole song because you really got to find "Shaky Graves," "Roll the Bones." This was the Audio Tree live interview. It's like right. um, the whole audio tree thing is maybe at 35 minutes. Right, right. And he plays like five or six songs, and they talk to him and interview him in between the songs. And that's really interesting. It really is. Um, anyway, that's my guy. Yeah, I'm just uh, pulling up some information on some of the ones that um, I sent you, and some of them probably aren't a surprise. No, I'm going to play one of the not surprises from you right now. I'm going out of order because I really yeah. don't have an order for mine. But um, I just figured this plays up nicely after uh, Shaky Graves. Yeah, this is South Central Rain, um, American alternative rock band from R.E.M. Uh, R.E.M., never heard of them. Who are they? Yeah. 
1984 as the first single from the group's second studio album, Reckoning. R.E.M. performed a rough version of this song on NBC television show Late Night with David Letterman. David Letterman. October 16th. You're sorry. Yes, as Tom York of Radiohead has commented that South Central Rain is his favorite R.E.M. song. And yeah, R.E.M. is one of those bands for me that's just never gotten old. And I don't like, you know, there's some stuff that I don't really care for. But all their old stuff, I can just listen to on, you know. Well, this 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 album, Reckoning, is one that you can just drop the needle and listen to the, the whole thing. For sure, for uh, sure. What was the first album? Was that uh, Document? No. Uh, I believe you're right. Uh, I thought Document was later. Well, anyway, regardless, their first album was great too. Uh, this see, this uh, one's got uh, Don't Go Back to Rockville on it, and. Uh, couple others seven chinese brothers i think and harbor harbor coat that's the other one i like um but yeah like the first four albums rem put out were great yeah I, i'm just looking them up right now let me see was the um so murmur was the first one that murmur was that's what i was thinking well yeah 83 then reckoning 84 fables of reconstruction 85 Life's Rich Pageant in 86, Document in 87, yeah. um, Green in 88, and... Is document, the one with shiny, happy peoples? Um, that was, I think, Automatic for the People. Oh, it could have been that one, too. No, well, it doesn't matter. Their but first the, five albums are incredible. Yeah, uh, the, on that first one, what's the what's the famous song on that first one? On the first, on Murmur? Yeah. Um, it's like the second song, I think. Yeah, there's well, radio, radio free, radio Europe. free Europe. Yeah, yep. pilgrimage, lab. Talk about the passion is a really good Talk one. About the passion, those, um, yeah. circle, catapult was another good one. That was good, yeah. But it was uh, um, radio free Europe. Europe is the one that I heard on the radio. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, these guys are great. Yeah, I so. really, uh, I got into them early and uh, never let go. These guys are incredible. Yeah, this this is um, REM's been a staple for you for a long time, and I, I know because I've known you forever. Yeah. Um, oh, I want to go back to another one of yours that you killed me with. Um, made me fall in love with this girl. Oh yeah. When we first started working together. Yeah. At the at the office, you're like, oh, you should listen to this because we were talking probably what two three weeks before you threw cat power at me. Right. Right. And I. I I haven't stepped down. She, you know, and some of the ones that you bring up are ones that are also in my list. Interesting. Um, I mean, Cat Power. I, I didn't pull them up because I figured, you know, I know you well enough. Right. You're gonna, you're gonna probably. And then I saw your list. I'm like, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't have thought of that one. Oh yeah, for sure you're gonna have this one. I um, I was in in Arbor um, back when I was going to college. Right. And um, a buddy of mine, I stopped in at a, a kind of a, a, a tapas place where small, you get small, you know, bites to eat and cocktails. And um, they had cat power on. I didn't know who the hell she was. Was she, was she playing? She was singing, or it was the radio? No, it was just yeah, it was just on the on, over the over the speaker system. Okay. And um, I asked the, the the waiter, I'm like, you know who this is? And he's like, yeah, it's cat power. 
and that was probably somewhere in the mid '90s. Okay. And um, she's put out quite a few, uh, quite a few albums. Dear Sir Myra Lee, what we, uh, what would the community think? Moon Picks covers record. You are free. The greatest jukebox, Sun Wanderer, and covers. She's interesting. She does uh, some really interesting covers. Her cover yeah. of Satisfaction. Yeah, yeah. I don't think she ever says Satisfaction. No, no. In I the whole song, but she sings. Uh, well, actually, you're going to make me find it. Because it's. Yeah, go ahead and uh, yeah, let it rip. Uh, all right, so that was Lived in Bars. But she does Satisfaction. Here we go. That's a bad idea. That's what I get for. Yeah, it's the first one on. Yeah, the covers album. Yeah, and it's it's really good. But again, it's yeah. This is the covers record. This. Uh... She also goes by Sean Marshall. Okay. I and um, she's interesting. If you ever watch her interviews, mm-hmm. um, you know, real kind of shy, timid nervous um yeah. that's kind of the way her shows are too um we were she's saying that on, she's yeah it's cut her shows short and, yeah unreliable but you, you buy the record and you listen to it whatever you want yeah done in me it's so like uh this is a girl who's taken a cover song a, a rock and roll song yeah and totally made it her own this is her style this cat power this is her style this calm coffee house guitar that that's her style and she totally takes this rock and roll song and turns it into a coffee house song that whiskey kind of marlboro kind of voice you know that raspy kind of yeah sultry kind of thing going on She's from down south. I think she's from Georgia. Okay. And um, she grew up, I think, um, uh, let me see. It says David Grohl, the vocalist and guitarist of the Foo Fighters and former drummer of Nirvana, yep. cited the album in 2000 issue of uh, NME saying Satisfaction is the hit off that record. Yeah. Or so everybody thinks. But for me, it's that Velvet Underground song. I found reason. Found reason. Yeah. It's beautiful, 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 my favorite. So she goes on and on and on and never says, she doesn't do the, the whole, the, the verse. Or she only right, does the right. verse. She doesn't do the refrain at all. Yep. And where the, where the refrain should be, she just strums a little bit. Which I think is just very creative and or lazy. Either way, right, I, right. either way, I dig it. I think she's just kind of making it her own, you know. Yeah, yeah. So um, here's an, and, and again, you know me, Eric. I always seem to go back to the '80s. Yeah. Uh, for what I find relaxing, and this is another one of them. Um, you know, who this is right. Um. Yeah. Just give me. It's um. It's always tip my tongue. Yeah. Dow Council. Style Council, you're the best thing. Yeah, you're the best thing. Um, and I, I actually, I think I own like this Cafe Blue, the one album, and then like a Best of, and 
that's all I need from these guys. Right, right. But every song on that Best Of is really good and very much like this. Um, very relaxing, very easy to put on and have it in the background while you're doing something. There's some good cooking music, I think. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you can kind of dance around in the in the kitchen, do a spin. Right. Don't make me do that. All right. I can see this getting played maybe early on a Sunday, you know, yeah. early late Sunday morning or early afternoon, getting ready for maybe a holiday dinner, maybe Christmas dinner. Right. So we did two of yours. I'm going to throw another one of mine out. All right. Um, this one is the Mighty Lemon Drops. Um, the song is out of hand. It was an extra on the import version of uh, whatever album of theirs that I bought. When I was in Ireland, right? And it, there was like two or three extra songs, and I swear this just—I, you know, again, it's where does the music take you? And right, right. I had such a good time in Ireland. It was so relaxed. It was so fun. Um, it was just a great experience all around. So whenever I hear the Mighty Lemon Drops, I'm I'm back there. You know what I mean? It just transports yeah, it me back right into that place. Yeah. And, you know, you get that feeling of, ah, oh, it was just so, uh, you know. And lately, these days, everybody needs some kind of take me back to where I was relaxed. I think so. I think so. Yeah. So this is, like I said, it's out of hand. It's by the Mighty Lemon Drops. This came out in 89. And uh, just a, the whole album, um, of the name of which I can't think of right now. Um, let me see. Uh, it doesn't say here, but um, anyway. Yeah, what's the name? What's the name of the song again? Out of hand. Okay. And it may have it may have only been on the import and not on the uh, American release. So I don't know what you got there on Wicca Stinky. Uh, yeah, I'm just kind of flipping through it here. Uh, but I mean. The, the, with this one, it's like a very steady, easy rhythm. It's it's a predictable. There's nothing outrageous about this song. It's just yeah. comfortable to listen to. There was an EP in '87. Yes. Yes. Yeah, this, yeah, not really find anything else on it yet. Yeah, but. That, that is exactly what it was. It was an EP. Um, and I'm trying to, it might, actually the album might have came out in 87 and I was thinking of the other one. Um, but anyways, that's a mighty lemon drop. <laughs> Lady, Lady Melon Drop. Melon Mop and Mops. Um, so I know that this one is yours. Um, and there's, you know what I want to play for you, right? Um, yes and no, I think... Oh, Mr. Waite. Well, I mean, Tom Waits is a, a staple for you in as much as yeah. so is R.E.M. He is um, one of those guys that made music the way he wanted to, and he's uh, a singer-songwriter, storyteller, folk artist, blues artist. Um, I don't know if anybody could listen to him all day long, but... Right. You kind of can get in that mood if you're maybe having your 
bourbon or scotch, maybe, you know, uh, whatever. Right. Um, and you're kind of kicking back, talking with the boys. I don't know. It's, uh, you got to have a taste for it. Um, well, right, exactly. It's like this. <laughs> exactly. Is that a Guinness? <coughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry. I forgot to push the cough button. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, I need to play it safe and easy. I got to work tomorrow. <laughs> but, um, well, yeah, good luck getting to work. But it shouldn't be yeah, too bad. It shouldn't be too bad. Uh, you, know, um, you know, he's been on Letterman like seven times. I think Letterman really enjoys him. Right. And when you, when you look him up on Letterman, look up his interviews, he is extremely interesting, extremely intelligent. He's got a real dry sense of humor. Okay. But he's so interesting. Yeah. Right. I wish I, I wish um, he was actually Letterman had like um, his last like three or four shows, I think it was. Right. He had a lot of big guests on and he had um uh, Tom Waits with um oh here we go, George Clooney. Um, and I think it was his second to last night and Tom Waits wrote a song and it was I I'm sure I should just play that song. Um, he wrote a song that night on the show. Well, yeah, it was a song for that night for oh, okay. um, for Letterman, and um, it was it was just a, 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 a great tribute to Letterman, and uh, it, it was a really good song. Um, uh, let me see. Take one last look. Yeah, yeah. Play, play, play a couple thirty seconds of it or whatever. All right. And so this was written for David Letterman. Oh, that's cool. And is Tom Waits still around? He's still around. Yeah. I, I okay. tried to get tickets for him the last time he toured, and Ticketmaster screwed it all up. Um, nothing against Ticketmaster. They've always been really dependable. But they screwed it up, and I, I didn't get tickets. And I was I was waiting. I'm really good at getting tickets, as you know. Yeah. But um, I, I missed out on getting tickets. Right. So it's a guitar, a stand-up bass, and an accordion on stage. Yeah, and his his son plays with him, plays the drums. Um, the guy that plays the stand-up bass has been with him forever. And um, the guitarist, uh, and I'm drawing a blank on his name, uh, very well known as a blues guitarist, has been with him for a while, too. He's playing, a, Tom Waits is playing a guitar that looks like it was run through a blender. yeah. He's had, I think he must have had that thing obviously forever. I've seen that yeah. thing before. Probably not the original strings, though. Right, right. Take one last look. Oh, that's a, like a, a ballad, really. Kind of a tribute, you know? Yeah. Well, that's cool. I'm going to fade this out the way you taught me. Yeah, That's right. an interesting one. Um,. Should we go to, yeah, we'll go to this one. Um, this is another one of your staple bands. For you, this one's one of yours. And I'm going to make you guess what your own song is. Um, this is Cigaroos. It is Cigaroos. No. These guys, I was friends with this guy, um, and uh, we were over at his house. He, he lives in in Plymouth, and right. um, I was over at his house one day, and he put these guys on. And um, I, don't, I don't know if it was this album; it was maybe a different album, but okay. 
Um, it just really grabbed me, just the talent that these guys have. It's relaxing. They're Icelandic. So um, this is the fourth studio album by the Icelandic post-rock band Sida Roos. Uh, first released in the United States by Geffen Records. Uh, oh, Geffen, yeah. And album debuted at 27 on U.S. Billboard 200, selling 30,000 copies in the first week. Um, but they sing in Icelandic. They're obviously Icelandic. One of their first albums they made, they made or they recorded in an empty, um, uh, like concrete pool or gunite pool, whatever it is. I don't know. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, but I saw them in concert um, about 10 years ago, and they make your skin crawl. The, oh, yeah. How. I'm not even sure what the word is. The way they put the music together is a bit haunting. Um, yeah. You can kind of tell. It's very... It's, it's not, very emo-ish. Yeah, yeah, it's not overly produced, but it's like more specific. You know, but when it, you're there's a lot of instruments going on. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. There seems to be a lot going on in the song, but if it's not over... It, you're right. It doesn't seem like it's overproduced. Like, you know... No run seven times through a digital remaster or something yeah it's like and they just play it's something you could just put on like if you're in a big thinking mode you know whatever turn the lights down and um is that a guy or a gal singing it's a guy he plays okay. uh he plays his guitar with a a bow string or a, a, a bow from a oh. whatever um a violin bow or a yeah, yeah, it's a longer one. I don't know if it's a bass or a cello. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, you'd have to see him like uh, in concert on video to kind of get an idea of, you know, the type well, of band. But yeah, Damn. But you know, you put this on low and you just kind of sit back on the couch and think, read a book. You know, yeah. So that's Cigarettes. I think, it's I think it means Victory Road. I'm not mistaken. And the song is gone. I'm going to yeah. fade this song out the way you taught me. That dude's voice is interesting. Yeah. It's kind of eerie, kind of haunting. Yeah. Um, kind of reminds me a little bit like Tom York or something. I could, I could see that. Yeah. So this is one on my list. Um, you know, and once you start getting into your haunting stuff, I have to go to hear her. Right. Mazzy Star. Um, when I worked at the Button Place, we used to, uh, one of the gals at work loved Mazzy Star and got me hooked into it. So, I, this, this, when this album came out, I'm like, oh, I have to own this. Um, this was what, 80, 89, She's sexy. 90. A sexy. I don't even movie. know. I don't, yeah, I don't know what she looks like, but she's, her voice is delicious. She's um very sultry. She kind of looks like she sings. Uh, tiny, okay. Uh, small, dark hair. Uh, real kind of like uh, uh, I don't know how to explain it. Kind of you know a little bit reserved. Real okay. kind of you know like an introvert so to speak. Small or big eyes. Medium, medium. Oh, look medium. at you. She's attractive. Yeah, she's attractive. Okay. Yeah. Oh, she sure. she owns that song. She owns the music that she plays. You can tell. She's oh, not yeah, struggling she... to play this. She she uh, 
Yeah, it just it. rolls off her tongue. Yeah. That's a good way to put it, Eric. I'm Thank fade you. that out. Fade that out? Fade into you? I could fade that out if you want. Mazzy Star. Um, so we'll go to... Well, this one is yours, since we're still doing girls here. Um, we're talking about lady singers. This is another phenomenal voice. And this yeah. one's doing a cover. This... She's been with me a long time, and yeah. we are going to see her in May. In May. I'm May so excited. May 17th, exact. Yeah. That's going to be so be much fun. Yeah. And this is somebody that's just got just a... She's got an emotional, an emotional voice. Yeah, you know? it's like every note she sings is like a battle. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is talent. Yeah. Like, there's not many people that have a voice like her. No. You know, this could be like a Mazzy star, this could be a Sarah McLaughlin, this could be, you know. Uh, the gal from the Cranberries. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, sure, we can name off a bunch of talented, great talented voices. But of the millions and billions of people on the planet, there's, you know, what, 40 of them? Right. You know, that's... Natalie Merchant puts herself in with um, people like... Uh, what's her name from uh, Fleetwood Mac? Oh, yeah. Um, I'll think of it in a second. Well, there I, were two... Both of yeah, them from Fleetwood Mac passed away. Um, Stevie McVie just passed away. Oh, did she? I believe so. Okay. And then the uh, other one... Uh, Stevie Nicks? Yeah. Because it was two of them, right? Two yeah. Stevies? I'm sorry. Yeah. Wait. Anyway. Uh, but it, Fleetwood Mac was actually on... It's one of my songs, too. Uh, yeah. Oh, Christine right. McBee. Yeah, Christine McBee. Uh, she died at 79, just recently, uh, November oh, 3rd. Yeah. Uh, I was listening to something today. You know that guy, that professor of rock I send you a couple of times? Yeah. The guy who wears the hat and the glasses, who talks music better than right, we do. Right, Because he actually does research and he interviews people and he knows people. Yeah, right. He knows stuff. Whereas we're just two guys shooting the shit with each other. But um, he did something interviewing one of the guys from Fleetwood Mac. Oh, really? or, or something or was telling a story about that one go your own way right right and it was like he wrote that song to like get rid of her oh and no kidding his, to get rid of his girlfriend to get her out of his head and then yeah, had to sing, yeah. it, sing it with her every night <laughs> it just go your own way yeah so it's Natalie Merchant doing the <laughs> space oddity David David Bowie's song. Hold on. <coughs> I don't know what's going on with my throat today. That's what I get for talking. So that was Ground Control of Major Tom. Uh, Space Oddity. Natalie Merchant. Sorry, I didn't mean to fade her out so quickly. No, it's fine. Um, so what, what are you guys expecting for the weather? I, I, I keep looking up the weather, and I've I basically heard like maybe 5 to 7, 5 to 9. I don't know. What are you guys expecting over there in your area? Me? Yeah. What do you guys have you been watching the news on how much snow we're supposed to get and ice and whatever? 
No, I don't really care. They they keep saying it's going to be like a huge, crazy winter storm, and they always hype them up. And it turns yeah. out we're, we're going to get like happens. we're going to get three inches, and it's going to melt by Christmas. <laughs> right. So whatever, I don't care. And, and if it's ten inches, fine. Right. We'll deal with it when it gets here. I'm I've, yeah. I'm so done with it. I was having this conversation. It's the same thing about the lions. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I'm like, you I'm, know, I'm so over being hyped up about any of this crap. Just show me the results, and then I'll respond. Like, you right, know, right. I'm now, have you always been a Lions fan? Are you a fair weather Lions fan, or do you I watch a, the regular base? I'm a foul weather Lions fan. I got you. Okay. Um, the Lions actually became my favorite team uh, the year that they went 0 and 16. That's right. You know, when they didn't win it with Barry Sanders, I'm like, you guys just suck. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. And and that's the thing is, is, you know, now that they made some changes in the back, whatever. And, and, and I'm like, okay, that's great. Yeah. I'm, I've still, I've been here for, you know, 55 years and I've never seen them have anything remotely more than a, a, a playoff berth with right. Barry Sanders in the eighties or whenever the hell that was. And, and I just don't care. I'm over it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, no, if too. they make the playoffs, I will be happy for them. <laughs> if they make it to the Super Bowl, I will watch the game you know and I will be funny? happy for them. And they will lose the Super Bowl in the third quarter. Right, right. You know what's funny though? I have not heard a peep about the Pistons. Hardly a peep. Like they don't get any like any news hardly. Everybody they, talks about they still play uh, basketball the and the Tigers and and well and the Red Wings, but nobody talks about and, the Pistons anymore. Yeah, Lions, Tigers. You know, wings. Oh my! Yeah, even the wings have gone quiet a little bit. But anyways, yeah. What else you got for us? Um. Well, nothing would be the same if I didn't throw this one out because of how many times we've seen these guys. Didn't we accidentally see them together twice? Um. Or did we purposely go to one? Who is this? Echo and the Bunnymen. Oh, yeah. So we went and saw them at um, in Rochester. That, yeah, the outdoor place in Rochester. To me, yeah, Metal you and I, Yeah, we planned that together, right? Yeah, with that and Violent Femmes. That's when we met right. your brother and, and, and my buddy Chris. All, all yeah. Too. yeah, but we planned that. Yes, it was yeah, uh, yeah. the Depeche Mode concert. That's the one where you just show up. That was when we just bumped into each other. Yeah, that's just wild. Yeah. Uh, but this is Echo and the Bunnymen. And the Seven Seas is off of the. Is it the, the album's not Seven Seas? It's Ocean Rain. Yeah. And that that Ocean Rain album is another one. You just drop the needle, and it's all like this. It's all this haunting. Ian singing his heart out. Um, just good stuff. You know, I forgot about these guys. This this is a definitely. Um, one that qualifies for our topic. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And quite frankly, most of Echo and the Bunny, to me, even yeah. Lips Like Sugar is, it's a relaxing song to me. Yeah. And these guys are so, so consistent with their music. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Their first two, three albums were a little hard. Right, um, right. But once they got past the cutter and they got into this, yeah, yeah. Ocean Rain is the album that really cemented them for me. Uh, very artful, very just great, great music. 
Uh, I mean, so that's this, echoing the bunny man. That literally just kind of plucks me right out of where I'm at today, right back into the 80s. Like, yeah. I mean, in, in the 80s, I mean, I had, I'm, I'm 52, you know, I had a great uh, teenage years all the way through to 40 some years old were, were outstanding. I, I didn't have a complaint, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've seen some great music and heard some great music, and, and those are definitely one of them. Yeah. Like funny man. Oh, absolutely. I, like I said, I, I could pull any, I, I've got all of their stuff on CD. Everything. Yeah. Who's this? Eddie Rabbit? No. This is uh, Toad the Wet Sprocket. Oh, Toad the Wet Sprocket. This, um, I believe the name of this band came from uh, Monty Python skit. Really? Toad the Wet Sprocket. It's a piece of lore I either heard, misheard, or misconstrued. But it's a piece of knowledge that fell out of my head just now. You know, I, I saw these guys for... Did you? Um, yeah, I saw them at the Palace for one of those um, uh, festivals where they had, like, five a Palo- bands. A Palooza? Yeah, well, not really, but they had... I think The Cure was the headliner, and oh, there wow. was, like, three or four warm-up bands, and these guys are one of them. And I really... I think this guy's voice is great. The, yeah. The, the album Pale is what this one's from. The song has come back down. Um, and this album, Pale, I bought after only hearing this one song. And then I'm like, I listen to the whole thing. I'm like, this is just, these guys are great. Absolutely great. Um, it's, it's, it's quiet. It kicks, you know. It's just good. Just good to me. Anyway, that was uh, Toad the Wet Sprocket, Pale. That was the name of the album. And that takes me to, I'm going to do one more of mine, and then I want to come back to you. Um, because I heard something on NPR that these guys are making an album again. It's a husband and wife. I never realized that this was. Hmm. But it's a husband and wife, and they made um, this album like in the early 90s, late 80s, something like that. And they haven't made anything since. And the NPR Chicky was interviewing her. And like, yeah, we're gonna we're working on a new album. It should be out next year. So sometime in 2023, there's gonna be another Everything But the Girl album. Oh yeah, Everything But the Girl. It's right. Her voice is so lovely. I forgot about these guys. Yeah, it's you know, it's like Saint Etienne. Remember them? Uh, no, that one doesn't ring a bell. Okay, well, that's a, they're more of a niche thing, but, um, everything but the girl, I, I've always loved this girl's voice since the first time I heard on the radio. Yeah, what was the, what was the popular song that she had? Uh, well, this is, this song is called Wrong. Yeah. Um, and then there was Walking Wounded, um, I Miss You. That's probably it. That's the one you're thinking of. Miss You. Yeah. Or Missing is the name of the song. And she does the, you know, I miss you, whatever. And that's a great one. But this is is the one that I'll play. Again, I'll put this on when I'm cooking. Yeah, these guys are a little bit ahead of their time. Yeah. They kind of have a little bit like electronic kind of... Uh, beat to it, that real crisp sound, you know? Well, this was 96, apparently. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. So yeah. that's 
That's kind of when when electronic was ramping up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, when this stuff was really kicking in that way. Um, well, I went but, to the Detroit um, Electronic Music Festival in 1999. Yeah. And that's when electronic was getting pretty pretty mainstream. Uh, 1999. As if you were Prince. What's that? Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's that one. Um, I did want to mention this to you. Inconceivable. Fifteen years in the fourth. I don't think it means what you think it means. Um, I don't know what so that's from. That's inconceivable. It's from the Princess Bride. Oh, gotcha. Uh, this one is one of yours. Um, which I remember we- you talking about before. The reason why I played this is because the song sticks with me. Um, it's got an interesting sound. Yeah. Um, it's not guitar forward. Um, it's, it's guitar filling. Yeah. It's that keyboard, I think, that's more yeah. forward than anything. But he's got a great voice that kind of backs up that keyboard. It really balances it out, you know? Um, and I was listening, and this is, the band is Keeve, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and this song is Araya Being. But they did this live warehouse performance. We played other songs from them. Yeah. And you're right. And as soon as I saw you type that in here for me to get ready for us tonight, I was like, oh, yeah, is that the one I'm thinking? And then I played this, I'm like, yeah, this is loud, but it's, he's it, got that, um, that, uh, what's his name, live at, at the Central Park. Oh, sound. Dave Matthews, or? Yeah, he's, he's got a little bit of that, you know, very powerful music, but that's yeah. just relaxing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not, it's completely different to me than Dave Matthews, but it's got that same powerful feel to it, but yet, it, it, it I seems like the music complements his voice. You know, yeah. it's not, there's not too much going on, but it's just enough. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. You know what I'm saying? Way. It's like everything's kind of in the background and you can hear it clear as day, but his voice is everything. He's yeah. got a really unique way of singing, nice style. I like the style of singing. Yeah. Um, if you guys want to hear more about this, this band, uh, Keeve, like, uh, you know, K-I-E-V, you know, like, not being attacked by the Russians right now. But right. Like I was going to say, I don't know if it's some kind of Ukrainian reference or if they're from that area or what. I have no idea. Maybe it's his hometown. Yeah, I don't know. But, but uh, that's the name of the band. And yeah. They did a live warehouse performance, um, which has a number of songs and just great stuff. Powerful, great stuff. No, I'm glad you spun that one. Yeah, that, that was a good call. Um, so I was gonna. Um... This was a tough subject for me. I, I was kind of, you know, I've been busy the last few days, but um, I really spent some time thinking, and I'm kind of like I was kind of, kind of had writer's block a little bit, so to speak, and I, I was really trying to dig a little bit. And well, and the I'm ones glad I chose, the ones that those, those are my go-to, but I was trying to think a little bit more out of the box, but right. I kind of kept coming back to what I, what I sent you. 
Well, and that's part of part of the reason why I wanted to do this show tonight because I know what's been going on with you and your mom, and you got to be stressful. Yeah, I'm, I'm stressed at the end of the year and the new job stuff that I'm doing at work. Um, you know, so and there's just all sorts of weird stress stuff going on in our house. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, cat died and all this other stuff. So, um, no, the dog's still here. Um, <laughs> I knew that was your next thought. Right. But, you know, there's just I, a lot going on, and you know, yeah. Christmas and New Year's and the holiday season. I'm sure people are getting stressed. And it's like, you know what? Here's some examples of stuff that we like to listen to that relax us. And I'm glad because I have forgotten about a couple of the ones you had. And then you obviously forgot about Echo and Bunnyman and a couple of the other ones I brought up. So, yeah. You know, maybe, you know, we can cross over our uh, don't cross the streams. No. Um, right. We can cross our, cross our lists and, and get through the holidays without, you know, kicking anything Right, right. No kicking uh, dogs or, well, right. cats off the list. So. Right, thanks. Sorry, sorry so to you know, That's all right. He was a good guy. 17 and a half years we had that guy. That's a long time for, I mean, well, it's not long. Well, actually, it is a long time for a cat, but yeah. it's nice you got 17 years out of him. Yeah. Or, or whatever. Yeah. The kids were pretty bummed because, you know, they grew up with him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can always get another cat. You know? Yeah, we might sometime uh, next year, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, we might, you know, at some point be pet free for a little while. Yeah, at some point in our lives. Well, hey, if you leave the the fence gate open, you know, maybe Sherman might, might, you know. He can't. He can't <laughs> even see that far anymore. <laughs> Anyways, um, so this is New Order, and this is a song called "Thieves Like Us." Um, I don't know if you've heard this one before. You've well, you've heard this. Song. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've heard this. Um, it's never played on the radio. No, you know, New Order was one of those bands that I, I heard often, but never dug into them. You know, like R.E.M. or the Pixies or Who's Can Do or whatever. No, I but get it. It was always something you could, you know, drop a needle and, like you said, you know, you just kind of just be listening while you're doing whatever. Well, you know, and the album, house party music. Yeah, the album Low Life is the one that has all the good stuff on it. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank now as to which songs it is, but this one was like a single, either just before or just after Low Life came out. Gotcha. Uh, and it, it just this is again, it's, I think this version is only the six and a half minute version song. Um, it, it it is. It's just let it play in the background. And, you know my brain will flow up and down with the music and just kind of go and i find this tremendously relaxing oh for sure for sure i i, I often forget about these guys yeah um you should pull up new order low life on your little wiki thing um, and just figure out which uh because you read off the songs you go i don't know any of these songs but if i played for you the first five notes you go oh yeah that one Oh, yeah, that right, one. right. Oh, yeah, that one. Um, and that's how it is. In fact, don't even bother. It's, right. it's New Order, man. Everybody loves New Order. If you don't, well, then you don't. I'm going to fade this out the way you taught me. Um, so then, of course, there's this, which I think this should be for you. Um, you should like this one. Yeah, Love Vigilantes, The Perfect Kiss, This Time yeah. of Night, Sunrise. 
uh, and a word I can't pronounce yet, uh, Elijah. 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 Yeah, Elijah. Sooner than you think, subculture and face up. Yeah, every one of those songs you've heard. Yep, yep. You just don't realize it. So, but no, this is for you. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. <laughs> That's funny. Was that a Red Rider BB gun? It was something that the, the kid just rambles it off. I don't know what the hell BB gun was. I think it was, well, if it was, you know, the Red Rider BB gun was produced right here in Plymouth, Michigan. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, how about then you? It was, then the business was sold and they moved to uh, somewhere in Tennessee and they expanded and started making windmills or something. Because why wouldn't you? Exactly. BB guns, windmills, whatever. Same thing. This one so, yours. Yeah, these guys, um, they've been on my list for a long time. Uh, they got a lot of talent. Um, again, they're good singer-songwriters. California, Calabasas, California, formed 1991. Uh, Brandon Boyd, Um But they've got a really interesting sound. Uh, good to relax, too. Saw them in concert. Uh, they found a great show. Um, really easy to listen to. And so this this like seems to me like almost a precursor to uh, Seattle Grunge. A little bit, yeah, yeah. There's that certain, you said 91, right? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's like a, a bunch of these, Incubus and a bunch of other bands with this similar type sound. Right. That came out around that time. And then shortly thereafter, this Seattle Grunge thing comes out. And, I got to think that some, you know, my ears tell me that it's similar, but you know, I could be drunk for all I know. <laughs> I doubt it. Uh, it. It's hard not to like these guys, you know? Yeah. I don't not like them. <laughs> no, I, I, I know what you're saying. It's yeah. not something I throw in all the time, but if I'm just kind of buzzing around or doing a few things, I'll throw, throw them on. Spotify and listen to the, you know, a dozen songs and a bunch of something else. But are they my REM? No. But do I like them? They're all right. Hey, Mosby Kagan and Ham Hamburger joined us. Who? Mosby, Mosby, I can't, I gotta get my glasses. Uh, Mosby Deck Hamdard. Hamdard. How are you doing, sir? Mosby Deck. We're just chatting music, brother. We were talking yeah. about the, uh, the well, I'm going to fade that out the way you taught me. Um, we're talking about the things that make you, you know. <laughs> so it's, it's what songs do you play to chill out? Right, you know? right. Remember this one? This is a little 280s for me. But there's a. Um, stretch. Yeah, this is uh, the band is Industry, the song is State of the Nation from 1984. But um, I found this one DJ guy that I listen to on YouTube that plays stuff. And this one keeps popping up, and I'm like, I really like this song. It's just so, you know, because I, I listen to music at work all day long, right? Yeah. And, and a lot of times I'll play the, you know, the 80s you know, techno mixes or whatever the hell this guy throws together. And I find this, this one pops up on occasion and I'm like, this, 
I remember when it came out. I remember listening to it on the radio at WLBS. But it's just like it doesn't. I don't know. And what what's the name of this band? Industry. Oh, okay. Uh, hmm. I faded. I don't know if I've ever heard of it. Me too. Uh, but you remember the band China Crisis? Um, I don't think I do. Oh, okay. This is another one that this is like on a borderline. Like if I'm feeling weird, you're I'll right. Put on right. something like this, and it kind of pulls me back to happier days. Right, right. This is uh, this China Crisis. This, this is a less. Um, one of their less popular famous songs but it's working with fire and steel and it's um one that i had on a mixtape for a long time and once in a while i just pop it out and stare at it no. it's called china crisis china crisis um and there's some other songs that you might have heard of by these guys the guy's voices i find it calming yeah, he sounds like um, Bauhaus a little bit, like Peter Murphy. Uh, I was going to go more... Uh, uh, I think you have to agree with me. I'm not disagreeing with you, but it's like a combination of uh, Peter Murphy. Yeah, I can hear yeah, the Peter Murphy. probably a blend. Yeah, uh, Peter Murphy and somebody else. Like somebody from STC. Right, right. But anyways, there's a cool drum solo in this, and it's um, it's an interesting song. Um, that was wonderful. Bravo! I loved that. That was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away! Hey, boo! boo. <laughs> um, and that's for you, of course. No, I'm much appreciated. This um. This is a remake that if I'm ever down, yeah. if I listen to this, I can't help but smile. It's mm. a punk band. They I know. The original is kind of an odd. Like, the original. Season, yeah. Seasons in the Sun is a sad yeah. song. And this is, but they got a kid singing it. It's like the guitarist kid or something. And they really, they really sink into that punky, morbid feel because this is a sad song. Yeah, it's got a dark, yeah, it's, it reminds yeah. me of clowns. Yeah. Hold on. I don't know, you know, you bring in the clowns, what it reminds me of. So it's, this is a remake done by a band called The Squirrels. Um, and there, there's a bridge, and at a certain point, it's like, holy shit, they did this. And it's coming up in about, let's see, hold on. There we go. I'm just skipping ahead to get to the good part because. Yeah. Because key change. And there's going to be a tempo change. Key change again. Kind of a, yeah. Now it's a happier song and they're getting silly. But wait. Yeah. 
Hold on, listen, 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 listen. You go from seasons in the sun to the hustle. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if this fits our our topic for today. Well, I found this today. I pulled a muscle because of that phrase right there. I pulled a muscle. Right. Um, I was thinking of something, and it popped into my head. I'm like, oh, I gotta find this, and I found the song, and I'm like. Oh my God! I forgot how much joy I get listening to this song. Yeah, guess, it's interesting. I guess it was more of a joy thing. At least, for me. <laughs> yeah, it was more of a joy thing for me than it was a whatever. Well, pick me up. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't whatever. Bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good. It could have oh been a lot better. God. I didn't really like it. There was so you didn't really like it. It was awful. Um, I don't know if I'd put that on my playlist. Yeah, a little, little, little bit odd, but you know, yeah. hey. It is odd. Um, we all we all got our uh, interest in whatever. I'm gonna throw the other ones that I had out. I have one we can go out to. Yeah. Um, but I want to play this one next, real quick here. And this is a band called the River Detectives. What? I can't. I, I can't. I don't the know if ri- they're River Detectives. River Detectives. Yes. I don't sure. know if they're um, Scottish or English or what. But I remember hearing this on the radio one time, like briefly, like something that Mike Halloran used to play or something. Right. On 89X. And, you know, this is 89, give or take. And I'm like, this is just cool. And it's more of a toe to wet sprocket feel. Yeah, I, I, can, I, can, I can hear that. It's just two guys playing guitars and someone kicking around on drums. And that song is Love's Like a Needle. I'm going to fade that out. Let someone else listen to that one. Um, um, you no, know what? what? I, I was going to put another one on there um, since you're yeah. flipping through. And the reason why I want to play this song, mm-hmm. uh, because it incorporates um, an, whole, a, an entire, um, I don't know, maybe six, seven years. But put on... Gerald Rafferty. Oh, Baker not John, Street. Not John Rafferty. Nope. And Gerald the, and the Beaver Rafferty. Brown band. Nope. Gerald Rafferty. And put in Baker Street. As soon as you hear Baker it, you'll know what I'm talking about. You know, you know what I'm talking about. I think about. I already do. Yeah. It's, um, it's been played like four or five million times. Yeah. Probably heard it. Um, he he passed away not too long ago. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was a while. It was 2011. I thought it was sooner. Oh, my that. God. Yeah, I thought it was. But sweet. doesn't 2011 seem like it was just yesterday? Yeah, yeah. I gotta wait for the commercial to play through, and I gotta let the barking yeah. thing back in. Uh, thing keeps wanting to come in, like it lives here or something. <laughs> so, just bang my knee on the desk. Yeah. Uh, so this is um, somebody off of what's considered, you know, through Spotify, Apple Play, whatever. Oh yeah, um, this one. Yacht Rock. And you yacht. can listen to oh, yeah. yeah, you can listen to Yacht Rock and you'll hear like Gerald Rafferty, Carly Simon, Seals and Crofts, um, Al Jarreau, Shaka yeah. Khan. But it's all those ones that came out in the seventies that Yeah, because all the people who can own <laughs> who have enough money now to buy a yacht right. are old enough now and that's the music they listened to when they were kids. 
Yeah, so the horn's just classic. You're right, this is a great one. I could find this very relaxing. His voice is cool, too. Yeah, it's... It, it, I've probably heard this song at least 2,000 times, but oh, yeah. it encompasses a whole kind of 70s type music um, that, uh, you know, it's easy to listen to. It's relaxing, you know, maybe, you know, paint the kitchen to this or, um, you know, whatever. Just kind of tinker around the house, plant the garden. I don't know. It's something. Yeah, well, in the garden, I... Uh... I play acid rock because that just pisses off the religious neighbors next door. You know, a little bit of the cramps, a little bit of rockabilly or stuff like that. I'm sure they appreciate all that. Yeah, they do. They love it. Um, Yeah. So, and actually, since you pulled this guy out, I'm going to throw this one at you. Um, I'm not going to play more than a couple seconds because you already know this one. Yeah. But this is a great... The Rumors album is a great one to just drop. Yeah, her voice is incredible. Yeah. Um, How can you can't you can't be mad at anybody when you're listening to this? No. You can't be mad about anything. It's just so uh, her voice so pretty. All right. This this song has just never gotten old. Never, never gotten old. Yeah. Um. So those are all the songs that I had. It's all the songs I got. Except this one. I've got like probably another two or three thousand more that I could probably stick on. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I mean, we were going to try and keep this under, you know, 40 years. We don't want this show to go on all night. But um, I figure we could go out to this one. Uh, Let's wait. Let's give it a little bit here. Yeah. We got... A five-minute song. We can talk for another two minutes or so and, and wrap this stuff up. But um, what you got playing here in the background is our Six and the Sevens, local Detroit band from the uh, 2015, 10s, something like that. Yeah. Um, a great bunch of guys. Um, this song is called "Please Come Home." Oh baby, please come home. And they're rhythm and blues band. I don't even know what else to say about them other than just no, a bunch of talented guys. And let yeah. the music, let the music, music speaks for itself. Yeah. So this usually they're mostly rock and stuff, but um, they got a couple of slow songs. This one's one of them, and there's a duet. This girl's voice is so beautiful when she comes to next verse. Um, and they had it, uh, one of my brother's friends actually yeah. is, is the gal um, singing and she's just just so talented um, I, for some reason I think it, I don't know if it's the one that plays with Bruce oh okay um, how is Bruce doing you know uh, I still see a, a couple of videos new videos of his popping up every here and there so he must be doing alright he sounds good and musically, gotcha. he sounds good. I, I haven't spoken to him right. in quite a while, but I've seen a couple of his videos lately that have just been coming. And he's looking better. He's you know moving better. It's it's, it's all good to see. That's good. Good to hear. So, well, there's this little interlude here, and some really good guitar work. And then uh, 
she comes and sings. And it's it's a it's a love song. He misses her, she misses him, and he wants to come home. He he wants her to come home. She wants him to come home. I don't know what the difference is. They want to be together, but they can't because they're apparently. Is it a cover or they, do they write this song? I don't know. I got a feeling it's. I, I think it's it was, a cover. I thought it's it was called, an original. Sounds familiar. Sounds like an old blues song. Well, and it could be. I had never heard it before. Yeah. And when they did it, I'm like, oh, this is great. I love it. And I, it, it might very well be a cover. Um, I'll have to look into that later because I'm not going to look into it right now. I want to hear this. But the guitar work is great. Oh, Sherman says hi, by the way. It sounds like Tom said hello. Yeah. Um, Tom's hand is coming. Sherman Eric says hi. He'll bark at you soon. Um, but yeah, no, he's, uh, he's still healthy and happy. Damn it. <laughs> Yeah. This is the part that I wanted to hear too, Sherman. So Sherman wants to sing the song too. And it sounds like he's giving it his best shot. Yeah. So again, she really hits those notes. No, it sounds good. It's, it's almost like a, a discussion between the guitarist right and you know like the guitar itself is talking i used to date this girl way back when she played the cello and she said a lot about you know uh you know kind of that classic music um is they have all about conversations and arguments and love stories and yeah all that stuff well and it's true uh, really good music. Yeah, I love her voice. It's a conversation. It's a conversation in the song. It's a conversation starter. It's a conversation ender. Right. Speaking of which, let's wrap this bad motor scooter up. Yeah. You know what I always say, Eric. That Thanks for listening, everybody. All right, brother, have a great Christmas. Really like hey, you too. Say hello to the family. Um, and I'll talk to you uh, right after holiday. Absolutely. All right. Get out of my face. <laughs> 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 oh, boo.